25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's do it. Hour two of the show has begun. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. To Paul on Twitter, who says, Matt, are you going to put the Moorhead interview somewhere so we can listen? Yes, Paul. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure Roger has been working on that. Just did it. All right, so just did it. Yep, there you go, Paul. There you go. Look at my Twitter feed. It's labeled December 2nd, 2019, Joe Moorhead, with a link that'll take you to the website of The Zone, and you can listen right there. So, like, I mean, you talk about, you ask for it, you got it. Whose slogan was that? Toyota? Uh, Burger King is have it your way. <laughs> yeah, but I think Toyota was. You asked for it, you got it. Toyota sounds right. And sarcastically, whenever I was a kid, because that's when in the eighties is when that commercial was on. So sarcastically, when I was a kid, and I'd do something stupid like I try to jump my bicycle over the culvert by our that our driveway went over, and I broke my bicycle in half when I landed. And my mom said, "Well, you asked for it, you got it, Toyota." <laughs> I I, I uh, broke a bike a couple of times on that yoke. Nice part of popping wheelies, jumping ramps. Those bikes weren't designed for that. <laughs> Dukes Man. of Hazard almost got me killed. Yeah, I brought my seventy six Toyota. <laughs> I brought my um, but, uh, bicycle, brand new bicycle home one time. I was about eleven years old. We we went all the way to Florence, Alabama, about a thirty minute drive to go and buy the thing I've been begging for it. And they get me this new bike and then we got it home and it, the, the driveway was slightly wet, but I was de- determined to ride this bike anyway, jumped on it. Hadn't had it home five minutes, jumped on it, ran it down the street, down the hill, going to turn around in my neighbor's driveway down the street, that little circle driveway. And they had that finished concrete that gets real slick when it gets wet. And that bike went out from under me, both wheels and skidded. We skidded to a stop. I laid it down. And it just tore this new seat on my new bike all to pieces. Like, it's just tattered. There's foam everywhere. Had to go right back home and tell them what I did. I'm talking about we didn't have it home 10 minutes. <laughs> and so they said, well, you asked for it, you got it, Toyota. You can just ride it like that. So I duct taped the seat together and just went on about $3, my business. You asked for it, you got it, Toyota. <laughs> Man, listen. Old commercials are much better than the new ones. Roger, did you hear the energy and the pep? Oh, yeah. Probably just the same jingle team out of Dallas that did almost all yeah, of them. Yeah, and they're all rich. All they did is sit around singing stupid jingles all day long. $3,000. You asked for it. You got it. 
Toyota. That little Toyota Corolla would have cut you back uh, a little less than three thousand dollars. And there's a lot of money back in nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Oh, 71. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, my mom and dad are going to hear that and they're going to laugh. They're going to laugh. All right, I just poured the remaining coffee out of the thermos, the coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Um, I need it. I'm under the weather. This hot coffee is so good. So highpointroasters.com, get yours there if you haven't gotten it already. Let's get rolling. We're here in hour two in the Farm Bureau studio. We got all these texts that I promised I'd get to. Those are coming. I mean, there's more than I can do, but I'm, I'm going to get to them. we got time right now. Going to do that, take a look at the results around the SEC. Auburn beat Bama. Heck of a ball game. So much fun to watch. Got a neat story that I saw about Tua Tongavaloa's dad. It was uh, shared to me on Facebook. I'm going to mention that to you if you haven't seen it. And then I'm going to finish up this hour by going in on these the players at Ole Miss walking out of last night's meeting when they were told that Matt Luke had been fired. A few thoughts on that. First up, though, on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, your Kubota dealer, tractors, construction equipment, skid steers, excavators, uh, mowers, zero turns, and more. All kinds of stuff. ATVs like the sidekick. Get all of that at Divinity. They got deals going on right now. Warren is on the phone. What's up, Warren? What's going on, Matt? How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I ate a lot of food. I hope you did, too. I don't like it. No. Warren, we're going to have to try again, man. Your cell phone signal's cutting in and out. Uh, you here? I got you. I'm here. I got you. What's up? Okay, yeah, I skipped the cranberry sauce. I don't like that. Well, friend, I have decided that there should be a new bowl, have Mississippi State play in it, called the bowl, and they said a good opponent would be Louisiana Lafayette. I disagree. We, we, we're not hearing all your words. Warren, yeah, hey, like the suspense is killing me. Hey, Warren, uh, do me a favor. Hang up. Call us back. Let's see if we can get another connection because the one we have right now is just not going to work. Uh, sorry about that. We're hearing too few of the words and too many breaks in between. All right. The text line at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Load it up on this text line. Let me read some of them to you here. Chad says, Matt, so if I understood Coach Moorhead correctly, on fourth and three, Schrader, a true freshman QB, went through four reads and threw the ball to where he knew his fourth read would come open. Wow. Yeah, and the way he explained it is that fourth and three play, and for those of you watching, I'm using my hands to kind of show you. (laughs) But on that fourth and three, he has the snug formation or bunch or whatever you call it. It's snug, so it's two receivers on either side in there. In tight on the formation, nobody out wide with a back in the backfield. And to Garrett Schrader's left into the short side of the field, balls on the left hash, the old high-low smash concept, tight ends underneath in the flat, sort of underneath or whatever, and a corner route on top trying to high-low the defender over there. So he's supposed to read that side first. Hopefully they give you the tight underneath. You hit it easy, but if not, you go on top. But because of the way they lined up with everybody in there, um, they jumped on both the corner and the tight end to this side, so he brings his eyes back around. He's got great protection. He did say he started to drift out of the pocket, wants him to stay in there, but as he came back around, he looks for the crosser. One who is covered from behind the safety comes down, and that's what took his eyes then to the next level. 
There's no safety back there, and it's just the backside crosser crossing the middle of the field, running away from the corner, nobody in there to cover it. So technically, yeah, it's all the way back to what is the fourth part of this thing. And it really is impressive in that moment. That was a really just a heck of a play by a true freshman quarterback in a big situation when you're going for it like that uh, in the ball game. Three Humped Camel. What a name. Huh? He says, Saban is so smug. Love to see that guy lose. Is it really unfair if a punter lines up at wide receiver? No, I would tell you that really it's, I think it's just a slip of the tongue by Coach Saban. He, he wouldn't, in a calm moment, use the word unfair. Is it a trick? Yeah, it's a trick play. Are you trying to trick them into a penalty? Yeah. But by the same token, when I go to the line of scrimmage, and, and, and this time, instead of going on one, blue 88, blue 88, said, huh! I go on two. Why do I go on two? Blue 88 said, hut, hut. <laughs> I go on two, so I'm hoping you jump off sides. I get free five yards. I'm trying to bait you into a penalty. So what Malzahn and Auburn did, they inevitably, they worked on it during the week leading up to the game as a possibility of this will be a way for us to maybe line up like we're on offense. You know, they used a short kick early in the game by the quarterback. Pooch. But they had worked on it during the week. We could use this where we put the punter at wide receiver. We line up in an offensive formation where the defense has to stay out there. And then we rotate or motion our punter back and let him kick it. And it forces them to keep Jalen Waddle out of the punt formation. So they worked on it during the week. They're just going to use it in that situation. And because that was the first time they used it in the game, Alabama freaks out because they really want the punt return because of the time on the clock and they don't have time, and they get themselves a penalty. That's the way that works. Judy, on the Divinity Equipment phone line, has called back, and I appreciate that. Judy, how are you? Matt, I am fine. Excuse me, I am fine. Good. Believe it or not, I am fine. <laughs> well, good. Except for the fact that I left state game before the end of the fourth quarter. Okay. So I missed everything. <laughs> that we, when, when I left, we were ahead 21-14. to 14. <laughs> Yeah, well, you missed okay. the fireworks for sure, yeah. Um. I know, I know. Um, but I got to hear the fireworks as you were announcing them on, TV, on the radio. Uh-oh. Which is one reason why I'm calling. Okay. Your commentary on the radio made me want to be there again. <laughs> well, but good. please, if you remember, tell me what your first, the thing that came out of your mouth first after State's big win do you um, remember what you said? Well, I, I'm trying to think. I know I know when the field goal missed, I went, Woo! <laughs> but that's not what you're asking. Um no. as I think I said own it. I told them to own it, the mistake that they made. Own it. Okay. All right. There you go. That to me is I wanna own it. Hey, yeah, it and may- I am so proud of our dog for the win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another comment, or the other comment I wanted to say was about the coach on the Rebel sideline as their player who just lost the game for them said to him something about that being a personal foul. I don't know what he said before or after, but I read the words in his mouth coming out. Okay. Personal foul. Uh-huh. Because I, I came home and I rewatched the, the game at twelve o'clock, 
midnight. I watched the, the one that came on at 3. I watched it come on again at 11. And I have rewatched the entire game four times. <laughs> Goodness. That's great. I, I wanted to. And I, I tell you, I was a little perturbed, Judy, because last night, it didn't occur to me until last night, but I turned on the guide. I have a dish, and I turned on the guide, went to the SEC Network channel because throughout the week they normally replay the games from the previous weekend. And I was going to, uh-huh. you know, even if it's at 2 a.m., you know, I'll set the DVR and record it. Do you know that not one single time this entire week are they replaying the Egg Bowl? And, and we're going to see the Florida FSU game like three times uh, on the SEC Network. Alabama-Auburn on there, obviously, for good reason. But these others, like Georgia-Georgia Tech's on there. And not one time, according to my guide, not one time this entire week are they replaying the Egg Bowl. So well, I guess it could I'm, be because they played it so much Saturday night. I guess that's Sunday. it. That's it because it was a Thursday uh, night game. So I missed it. Yeah. Not Saturday and Sunday. Thursday night, starting at midnight, like I said. Yeah. And again, Friday. It has been replayed four times. Yeah, I got it. Well, that's cool. Hey, Judy, listen, I appreciate your call. Thanks for your thoughts. And when I didn't get to you earlier, I really appreciate you calling me back. Thank you. That's fine. I okay. think it's my lunch. Atta girl. Have a good week. <laughs> All right, you too. Have a great week. Well, she fixed her lunch quick. She didn't have it in about 10 minutes, Roger. I got a Sammy. <laughs> All right, Jeremy on the phone line. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, what's going on, man? I just wanted to call and get my two cents in about Gus Malzahn. Everybody gives him a hard time about his coaching and uh, his play calling and all of that. I think it was awesome to see him out with Nick Saban How on that last that? play call. Was that not unbelievable? I mean, that was unreal. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, you know, um, he lost three games this year. All of them were very close games. They give him a hard time about that. Look at this guy up in Michigan. Hadn't beat Ohio State in five years. Mm-hmm. Still has his job. I'm a big Auburn fan. I just don't like people giving Gus such a hard time. I'm proud of him this weekend. Thank you guys for taking my call. War Eagle, baby. Thank you uh, for the call. You know, um, I think the fact that, that Auburn beat Alabama is not necessarily a huge surprise, but I think the fact that they did it by scoring 40-something points – and outscoring them the way they did, that is a surprise to me. I thought for Auburn to win, it would be on the backs of their defense. Keeping the game a low-scoring game, Auburn you know, winning at something like 24-21. But I thought they'd play well, keep it a low-scoring game, and Alabama would still win. <clears throat> Man, 40-some-odd points. Auburn made plays. Listen, Jeremy, with that football team that Auburn has, and look, Bo Nix is good. He's going to be good. He's just a freshman who this year, you know, He's just not incredibly accurate. Well, at times he's accurate. He's just not consistently accurate. I think a lot of that has to do with mechanics, too. And I, you wouldn't want to just go fooling with somebody's mechanics. But, you know, he winds up, especially when he's moving, his release is never the same. It's not a matter of, like, do you have this bad or non-typical release? It's just, do you do it the same every time? Because then that's where the accuracy comes from. And he's, no two throws for him are the same a lot of times mechanically, and it affects him. I was just saying, I think if Auburn – if this Auburn team had Bo Nix about a year or two older than he is, I think they beat LSU. And they for sure beat Alabama. And I think they beat Georgia. I think, you know, he's going to be good, but they are in a situation playing a first-year guy at the most important position out there like that. And yeah. 
Look, as far as I know, there was one guy who came on this show last week and emphatically predicted, said it out loud, we only had one. Of all y'all that call my show and text, we had one who put his name on the line and said State's going to win the Egg Bowl, and that man is on the Divinity Equipment phone right now. It's Gator Greg. Greg, you get the credit. You did it. You picked it. Well, happy. Uh, well, Mr. White, I mean, I, I listen to you, but I, 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 I listen to your show. I mean, you should have, and I know you because you're a state guy. You should. You, I know you believe they were going to win too. You, you're a smart guy. You, you know, look, they, look, and look. I, I'll say this to the Auburn guy. But the problem with Gus, you can't lose five games like you did last year and come back. Mm-hmm. I give him. He, he, he's battle saving, and that's all you kind of basically. But you got to do a little bit more with that at Auburn because you got to play. You know, Georgia and everybody every year. But let's let's get back to the prediction. Mr. White, you're playing at home. I think you had the better team. You had better talent. This year, For you know, you had injuries. The offensive identity, I'm talking about Mississippi State, you, you're a running football team. Uh, I think they got away from that. You, you're going to see Colin Hill win the Connolly uh, Trophy, in my opinion. I just think they didn't get the ball to enough, to, enough to him this year. you got to know what you got. Uh, that being said, if Mr. Plumley, I think, is with Gus and Auburn this year, I think Auburn's in the playoff because, mm. like you said, they were short at quarterback. Just a little quick points. I think Dan had a good year. We still got to get some more Jimmy and Joes. I mean, you know, beating Florida State. Hey, we might be the best two-loss team in the in the country, you know, maybe with a player or two. They could have beat uh, LSU, and uh, maybe they could have beat Georgia. But, Mr. Wyatt, that was just easy to see. I mean, you got – yeah, look at look at how you you had all those players with the uh, missed game. Yeah, he didn't have them players. I think he got three more wins. But we love the way you play defense. I think you inspired the Gators to play defense against Florida State the other night. Bob Shoup is a tremendous defensive coordinator. Hats off to him, Mr. White. You have a great day. Uh, I hope you enjoyed Thanksgiving. Hopefully, we'll see some uh, good football here in the championship games this weekend. Georgia will knock off LSU. You heard it here. Whoa. Appreciate you. Gator Greg just called it and said Georgia will knock off LSU in the SEC title game, the same guy who's been picking games correctly all year. And a boy, Greg, another one out on that limb. And he's out there by himself on that one. Three hump camel, I read your text message. Thank you very much. True Maroon says what Joe needs to do is light some fire under some next year. Yeah, sure. No doubt. Coaches, players, everybody. Players, it's it's uncomfortable, but players play best when they feel like they're a couple of plays away from losing their job. Coaches coach better when they feel like they are coaching for their job. That's just the truth. That's the little thing about reaching up that extra inch. Absolutely it is, Roger. We are conditioned as people. We will do just enough to get by to fit in if that's what we're allowed to do. you got to create an atmosphere where that simply won't cut it. And you got to figure those things out. It's hard to do. Tony Joe says, don't feel bad for Mr. Luke. He goes home with a lot of loot. How would you like to be told to scram? And oh, by the way, here's six million clams. (laughs) So let this be a lesson to all sports teams. If you hike your leg, the coach gets creamed. 
A bit ironic that Mr. Moe keeps his job, but Luke is, has to go. Thanks, Elijah. From the Egg Bowl crew, all of us lift our leg <laughs> to you. I think that qualifies as a limerick. That's the best thing. That's the best thing. This show has been texted ever. Dave says instead of the, in regards to the hiking the leg, using the P word, you could call it uh, urinate gate. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you're going, but not until you started. <laughs> you know, they said, you know, they brought him to the sideline and said, hey, you're in trouble. Green Okra says, for those that don't think Elijah Moore understands the gravity of a situation are flat wrong. I think Luke's reaction was correct to be restrained and not pile on more. Unfortunately, Ole Miss fans and the administration were not as thoughtful and restrained. Shame on Ole Miss for firing Matt Luke while he was in the home of a recruit and not letting him know ahead of time. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, there was a report last night, Roger, that he was in the home of a recruit sitting there talking with them when the news came in. The recruit took it hard, and that's irresponsible. Wow. That's irresponsible. That's, and unfortunately, like walking out when he's supposed to be paying for recruiting. Yeah, it? unfortunately, <laughs> I think what that does is it reeks of, well, reek is not the right word. It just smells like a situation where the current AD – Keith Carter, who just been put in place, is not Hatchet really man. he's not really in charge. Somebody else did that, who's a little obtuse to the whole recruiting thing. An athletics director would never do that. He'd call him and say, Hey man, where are you? When you're coming back, I gotta see you. There you go. I promise we're gonna get to all these texts. I'll do my best next. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. There was fake news earlier. David Johnson, that covers Ole Miss for 24-7 Sports, his Twitter account got hacked. Somebody literally hacked his Twitter account. Uh, Roger and tweeted out that Ole Miss had hired Mike Leach as its new head coach. <laughs> well, and, I got my I got my questions on these hacked yeah. accounts. I've heard that excuse a lot. Yeah, those so, of us who you sure you didn't get loaded? <laughs> those of us who go to uh, SEC Media Days could only hope that Mike Leach would be there in some capacity. Oh my but God, he'd be great. Uh, but this is actual. In, this is actual news, not fake news. Washington coach Chris Peterson, formerly of Boise State, Washington coach Chris Peterson stepping down after the Washington Bowl game has a career record of one forty six and thirty eight. His seven ninety three winning percentage is second among active FBS coaches, trailing only. Dabo Swinney, and one spot ahead of Alabama's Nick Saban. How about that? All right. You can be a part of the show. 995-1059 is the number to call the Divinity Equipment phone. 
The text line is 885-ESPN. Nick says, that kid doesn't owe anybody an apology. If Schrader would have dropped the people's elbow on that land shark after a TD, I'd be all for it. Let the hate flow, baby. That's from Nick. Tyler said, many athletes come from broken homes and and the relationship between coach and player is as close to father-son relationship as they have. Luke is a great guy. He truly loves his players, and they love him. He did much more than what he will be credited for. He helped to weather the storm, and more importantly, helped create a place where players want to play and feel loved. Unfortunately, he wasn't up to the task of being the head coach. His success would depend heavily on top-flight coordinators, And that recipe isn't sustainable for Ole Miss as top flight coordinators would rather move on to head coach in the group of five or power five versus coordinator for a mid-tier SEC team. It was time to move on. That's a text from Tyler. There's a lot in there to unpack. That's very well done. Yeah. um, This is what I would say, and I get it. I get it. You know, players, not always, but often, you know, players really do love a coach they play for and really don't want to think about having to play for somebody else. The one year that I went to Germany and played, I went is the first really that I I went through that. You know, I had four different head coaches in four years of high school. I never really got to know any of them that well. In college I had the same head coach the whole time but rotated with three different position coaches. But that one year that I was in Germany, the coach that brought me over there to Hamburg, I really Really enjoyed him. His name was Lee Rowland, and they fired him in the middle of the year, and it flew all over me. I had a really hard time with it, so I can kind of empathize a little bit. But I will say this. The reaction of a bunch of the players last night walking out of this meeting was the wrong reaction. You don't do that. I don't care what the situation is. As a player, you know, in any business, in any team scenario, uh, there's a chain of command, okay? And much like in a family, when you're a you know the young person, mom and dad may sit you down to have a talk. And, you know, you may not like what they have to say or what they're telling you or the lowdown they're giving you. But out of respect for mom and dad, you sit there. Okay, and you have some class and you sit there and you listen. And I just think that getting up and storming out of a meeting where this, you know, the new AD, Keith Carter, is given the – do you really – I mean, does anybody think that Keith is the one who made the decision to fire Matt Luke all by his lonesome? Heck no. And so, you know, for the players, you know, get up and storm out of the meeting where he's telling you what's going on. It's just not the right thing to do, okay? And we can sit here and go that some of them come from broken homes, and so the relationship with their coach is as close to a father-son relationship as they have. Well, let me tell you about my father. If I showed my rear end just because I was frustrated and got up and stormed out of a meeting at the school that's paying my scholarship that he doesn't have to pay for and paying my room and board that he doesn't have to pay and feeding me, therefore he doesn't have to pay to feed me, And paying for my tuition that he didn't have to pay for. If I got up and stormed out of the meeting with those people who I'm supposed to respect, 
My dad would be waiting outside the door with me and whip my butt. Are Are you sure they stormed out? Because yeah, they and, the well, I wasn't. You the, know, <laughs> you didn't get to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Roger, come on, could Roger. Have, could have been a virus, man. But the the point being, that's Sorry, what was reported. Serious. That's what yeah. was reported is that they stormed out, and I'm just saying that. Ed, that's not the right thing to do either. Out of you know, we talk about a father son relationship. You may be furious that that he's fired. You Let may be upset, you. but but there's a certain way to behave and there's a certain way not to behave. That's not the way to behave. Period. Let's do this. Let's look at it another way. Let's take the look at it from the other side. Maybe if they had handled it better, the grown-ups had handled the situation better, they could have included Matt in the process and mm. brought them along. And you got to think that if he is at a recruit's house on Thanksgiving weekend after the Egg Bowl, mm-hmm. which we've lost, he, 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 he must he didn't be a know. pretty significant recruit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah. you're going to see somebody that's going to be sitting out. Yeah. You know, on a I just see weekend. a situation, Roger, and maybe it's this way on every college campus now in 2019. I doubt it. But it's just a situation where all the players in the room feel like they are the ones in charge. Okay? And – Frankly, you're coming off a ball game where it kind of looked like you got some people that think they're in charge. Because I, I promise you, when I was playing at Mississippi State on some really good teams with some really good senior leadership, 98-99, if I had gone out there and done something stupid to cost my team a chance to win a ball game, I would have feared for my own safety going back to my own sideline or to my own locker room. Yeah, we've kind of and legislated I, some of that self-regulation out. Yeah, I think you're right. Double B on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Double B? Hey, Matt. Yo. Hey, um, I I just wanted to ask the uh, fan base. Morehead seems to be intensely unpopular with the fan base, but I had heard he's very popular with the players. How does this, uh, in, in light of everything that's gone on, this weekend affect our recruits, our commits, our players that we have on on campus. Is it going to stabilize? Is it going to help it, or is it going to be a negative thing? Um, double B. People can accuse me if they want to being a homer or whatever. I'm just going to tell you like it is. Uh, it's not a negative at all with the current players or with recruits. I'm just going to tell you a fact now. <clears throat> Number one, the nastiest, meanest, maddest, angriest portion of your fan base at Mississippi State happens to also be the minority. All right. Yeah. They also, this staff is working on signing a top 20, top 25 class this year. If they do that, it'll be the third straight, and that has never happened before in school history. The point well, is. is all this has gone on at Ole Miss. Oh, you're talking about the Ole Miss stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. As, as far as are they going to go after some of their players? You bet. And so is everybody else. <laughs> and a lot of it will depend All on right. who they bring in after that. Appreciate the call, Double B. Thank you. I guess I misunderstood his initial question. A little ways to go. I keep promising to get the text. I've, I've just got to knuckle down and go machine gun on all of them. I'm going to do that next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
The dog in me. <laughs> I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. All right. Um, I told you I was going to do this. Look, there's so many texts. I'm going to try to get to as many as I can. I'm going to go really fast here. Biggin texted the show and said, Matt Luke done the best he could with what he had. I'm just reading it. I'm just reading it. Who do we have here? Brad says, I know there have been some questionable coaching decisions this year by Coach Joe but backing up the kicker for a 35-yard extra point was his best of the year instead of trying to field goal to shorter and a shorter kickoff. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And you remember when the penalty happened, they give State the choice. Do you want to assess it on the extra point or assess it on the kickoff ensuing? And at first, uh, Hubert Owens, the official, said, we're going to assess it on the kickoff. And the State side, went, no, 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 that's not what we wanted. And he was like, what? And they said, the extra point. He goes, okay, they're going to assess a 15-yard on the Extra point try. I have one untimed extra point down. Ghost text says, Matt, as far as state fans pointing out how disrespectful, what about the state players doing the fins down? Do you not think this is disrespectful? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's disrespectful. They're disrespecting the shark. Bless his heart. Tell you what, Ole Miss disrespected that sucker putting that suit on and walking him out on the field. We can't have a big fuzzy shark that kids like. Do something kids like. Who's that mascot at Ole Miss for? It ain't for kids. So, yeah, it's disrespectful. Well, well pantomiming it. You know, the whole – Urination. I mean, I mean, who, who said – I'm not sure the issue – in reality, the issue with what uh, the boy did, the guy – uh, what's his name? Elijah Moore. I'm not sure in reality the issue with what he did is that it's disrespectful. The issue is that it's a 15-yard penalty. Uh, fins down is not and until they start calling it. If they start calling it, then it's an issue. Take the emotion out of it. Right. Miko says, my MSU Christmas list. Number one, Kylan Hill, Cam Dancer, Willie Gay return. Number two, can we somehow get McKinley Jackson? Number three, wide receivers with hands. Number four, new strength and conditioning coach. And number five, maybe give KT a shot at QB and then at receiver. Ice and Rankin says uh, the Ole Miss Egg Bowl debacle went not only across the country but the world. It was in the Irish Times and the UK Yahoo Finance. <laughs> okay. They're all looking for – look, they're all looking for stuff. Thanks. Yeah, they wouldn't weekend. normally be making fun of America. <laughs> Good point, Roger. That's not their favorite thing to do. 
Warren said, uh, what would be a good team for Mississippi State to play in the bowl game? And that is a really good question. I, you know, I don't. I think they're more suited against some ACC teams than they are some Big Twelve, Big Ten teams. Honestly, in terms of the way this team has played for most of the year. Um, Res Dog was letting me know that Chris Peterson resigned. Here's a ghost text. Now, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. This is Danny from Brandon. Matt, let's not forget that MSU went three and one in November. I believe he earned more time. This is coming from a guy who has been to Jacksonville twice, Miami, Charlotte, Tampa, and Memphis. I am not a Fairweather fan and will be going bowling again this year. That's Danny in Brandon. Tony in Tupelo said it was the little things Thursday night. What if after Moore's antics, State had gotten a personal foul for retaliation? Or what if MSU's kicker had missed one of its extra points? Excellent questions, Tony. Tim says, I thought Mac played well in his first SEC start. Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback, did play well, but he threw what? Two pick sixes or one? I know he had two picks. One of them was returned for a TD. Chris and Macon. Hey, Matt, what about the Auburn runner running over that safety at the end of the iron ball? I'm talking about ran, didn't just run over him, ran through him and took his helmet with him. Ghost text. What Saban said was unfair is refs not allowing him to substitute, not that Gus or the play was unfair. I got you. I got you. Well, if Auburn substituted, why wouldn't Alabama be allowed to substitute? Bates says, uh, that's false. He was at the recruits' home earlier that afternoon. Ben Garrett retracted that story and clarified it. Color me the least surprised person on the planet, Bates, that that guy might have got something wrong and spit it out there in order to be first. Uh, and, and that's not his fault that it was quoted on that show, on this show. It's my fault, and I promise you it will never happen again. Lots of salty Alabama fans online since Saturday. That's from a ghost text with an Alabama phone number. Bulldog Blitz <laughs> says, it's the me-first mentality that young folks all seem to have these days. Uh, ghost texter said, preach it, Matt, hotty toddy, fluffy bottoms. The athlete reaction to Luke's firing as well as the majority of recent behavioral issues indicate how a lack of consistent, strong leadership leads to veritable lawlessness. Say that five times fast. No one fears the consequences, and that is no way to prepare young men for competition or life. We're almost there, Roger. Ghost texter, is there any chance Moorhead will hire an offensive coordinator or an Offensive advisor, he can focus on the running on running the team. He already has those. He's got a pass game coordinator and a run game coordinator. Uh, Roger's having a lot of fun today. It's very entertaining. Love it. Hail Roger. That's from Ernest T. Ghost Texter says, I love Coach Joe. Ghost Texter says, when the kicker missed, he cussed and hissed. But it was the P penalty that doomed Ole Miss. All right, look, uh, now I'm jumping to the phone. Got a few minutes left. Let's do it right now. Winslow has been hanging on the longest on the Divini Equipment phone line. What's up, Winslow? Hey, Matt. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Loud and clear. What's going on? Oh, good. good. Yeah, I'm glad you, you brought out that part about the dissenters being in the minority because if I had called in and said that, I probably would have been called brainwashed and stupid as I was 
over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's what people have to realize is that there, you know, the, the term silent majority was not invented, you know, for no reason. There's a whole lot of people out there who still support the program and are still going to be loyal. And, you know, at some point, uh, the grumblers, we hope will stop and, you know, there will be amnesty available for anybody that wants to buy a ticket and come support and join the rest of us. Well, they had a great crowd for the game, too, on Thursday night. I mean, there were easily 60,000 people in there, I felt, Winslow, for the game. And, you know, it was funny because it's Thanksgiving Day, 6.30 game. Yes, tailgate things are different for people. A lot of people were eating with family, so there were less tailgaters for a 6.30 game than you normally see. And... At the start of the game, you were like, well, it's not full. But what was happening was one of those, again, late-arriving fans, and they were all stuck at the metal detectors. And by the end of the first quarter, the stadium was just about slam full. So there was a great crowd there. And, you know, winning cures everything. If they go win a bowl game, all the negative stuff will start to die down a little bit. And, look, in any fan base, people are negative, and they have the right to be if they want to. Feel free. Go ahead. I just think, in reality, Winslow most – I think in reality, most people got their feet on the ground, frankly. And, you know, it's a. They, you cannot, at Mississippi State, you cannot fire your coach after going to two straight bowl games and going 2 0 in the Egg Bowl in his first two years as coach. That's just the end of it. Exactly. And we pay a president and we pay an AD to make those decisions for us. And when they do, we need to support them. That's exactly right. Winslow, appreciate your call, man. Call me more often. Thank you. Thank you. Leon, hanging on the phone line. What's up, Leon? Hey, what's going on, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it first, man. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a Bulldog guy. You know, I'm a Bulldog alumnus. You name it. I, I believe in one wife. But I want to be the first to say thank you to the old Miss Brad, you know, for what they did. And the reason I'm thanking them is because I'm telling you, they just assured us that we're going to win that, that golden egg for the next two, maybe three years in a row. Because I'm here to tell you, everybody seems to be forgetting, and I think even old Miss Brad, Matt Luke brought that team through an absolute dumpster fire uh, uh, of, 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 of hard times coming off of those, those NCAA functions. And they weathered the storm. And although they, you know, it didn't show up in wins and losses, you know, it's just that they win. Mm-hmm. Those guys battled. And he got those guys up to battle. I mean, they were short-handed. They were undermanned, you know, worn down in the fourth quarter by a lot of teams. But those guys battled. And guess what? The very year that they come off of those things, which is this year, Matt, do you realize how many freshmen were on that field playing this year for Ole Miss? I know a bunch of them. Uh, For sure. Yes. Uh, Matt Luke was about to turn the corner with that Ole Miss program, I'm telling you. And the Ole Miss brand, if you ask me, pulled that trigger a year too early. Too early. Hey, Leon, thank you so much for your call. We got a split, man. Good way to end it. Yeah, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Wraps it up. See you all tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. See ya. Well, just shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief.